Hey, people, welcome to The Word with Keenan and Kiki, where we drop real dope live sales wisdom in a non-boring and corporate formal way. We have time for that shit. So, Kiki, how are you doing today? Feeling good, feeling good. Excited to have another awesome sales lady on our show. I know, I love the ladies. I love the ladies. I love the ladies. For those of you who don't know, you need to go check out one of our first episodes. What are we on episode? This is episode 29. This is Sales Jolt, the word, episode 29. That's crazy, people, because we do this every two weeks, not every week. So we're well past the year of doing this. Um, But that being said, I love the ladies. If you haven't seen it, one of the first ones was Ladies in Sales with Jill Conrath and, uh, oh, my God, the CEO of... That's we've got a lot to talk about today, Keenan. And I and I do have to say, I've got to cut it off by uh, in fit, by ten till because I've got my own weekly webinar series that I do every Thursday to show and demo a new tool every week. So let's get right, going. We will, we will jump and in and get going. All right, let's do this. Let's do this. So Nancy, then with that said. Talk to me, what is the state of the tools or let's call it the state of sales tools today? What's going on? What do people need to know? What's happening? Okay, well, the state of the tools industry depends on who you are. So if you are a solution provider, then the state of the industry is uh, really crazy and chaotic, uh, very competitive, very crowded. If you are a sales, or not a sales, if you're a sales practitioner, right, you're a sales leader, someone who's interested in technology, um, it can be just as chaotic, but you don't care quite as much as the vendors do. Um, we, Sales leaders are not as interested in technology as we would like for them to be. So I will just throw out some of that. There's a truth bomb for you right out, mm-hmm. out of the gate. Interesting. <laughs> just tell, yeah. What about why aren't they? Go further into that. Why aren't so, they? Why do you say that? Well, because they are busy. It's not tech. It's not typically part of their role to be exploring technology. So, you know, we have sales ops people for that. We have sales enablement people for that. We have IT people for that. But in reality, the sales leaders themselves have to take more responsibility because technology has to be a strategic initiative. There has to be a vision for how are we going to automate our sales processes and how are we going to differentiate ourselves. And I don't think that a sales ops person or even more and more sales enablement, depending on what their charter has been, um, they're not really chartered to do that. Interesting. So, yeah, there's still a disconnect. 
keep going. But they're still in, yeah, what we're finding is the sales leaders say, hey, we, uh, we did a survey and they said, um, we're always kind of on the lookout for tools. And yet they spent very little time actually doing that. So we just lost Kiki. Um, yeah, that's okay. Anyway. Jump back in. Yep. Okay. So uh, there's a disconnect there. So if you're not spending much time, guess what? You're not going to figure out what's the right technology for you. They, they, or they, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? They, um, well, they allocate or they uh, uh, assign responsibility to sales ops. And sales ops have their own things they got to deal with. They, they got their own shit, right? <laughs> to yep, deal yep, with. Yep. They have to uh, do run all the forecasts. They've got to process orders. They've got to be the administrator on a lot of things, for instance, CRM. And they do not have the time, in many cases, not even the, the business acumen to step back and say, how are we going to plan strategically what our technology should be? Okay, so here's... For those of you who don't know, which I'm terrible at this, and, and I'm going to create a script in the beginning because I'm terrible at this stuff, but Nancy is the founder and CEO of Social Selling Tools. Nancy knows tools. She is knee deep, neck deep. Not, not social selling tools, smart selling tools. Smart selling tools. Oh, my God. She's in she, she, <laughs> You smart are terrible at this. Selling tools. I'm awful. I'm awful. Smart selling tools. And by the way, um, Kiki will put it in the in the comments here. Go to her site, smartsellingtools.com, and she has the top selling tools by category. Um, so you, she's done all the work for you. So go there, check it out, see what people have available. So she's just talking about how ops doesn't have the time and salespeople don't have the time. She's made it easier for you. So go see what's there. But with that said, here's my first thought or challenge. Right? Should Sales leaders, let's start with them. We'll talk about the practitioners later. Should sales leaders even be looking at this as if it's technology? Um, that's a good question. I think you're saying that because it should be a strategic initiative, but it, the reality is it is technology. We, you know, they spend a lot of time figuring out how can we improve revenue performance. And that's what this is all about, right? That's what this is all about. Technology doesn't matter unless it's helping you improve sales performance. <laughs> right? So, so it's really, that, so it's really not. I'm seeing a lot of hands there. going up right now. Yes. Yeah, so, so it's really not about technology, is it? No, it's not it's about, about technology. What? It's about what? It's about how can we sell more in less time? Good. And that's, and that's so, what it's all about. Yeah. It's like when you, when you want to lose weight, you just have to eat less and move more. It should be simple, but we have a billion dollar industry set up to help people do that. Same thing is happening in the tech space for sales. We just need to sell more in less time. Sounds easy, but how do you actually make it happen? That part's not easy because we're dealing with a lot of uh, interacting with a lot of different types of personalities, lots of buyers involved in decisions today. Lots of uh, companies have different cultures. Companies have different technologies in place already. So it gets really confusing and messy fast. I love what you just said right there. It, it's the selling tool space is starting to be like the exercising space, right? There's tons of tools. That's good. I like that a lot. So. The reason I asked that question is I really think there's something here and I'd like us to dig into it. As a sales leader, and if I'm responsible for growing sales faster, 
how do I make that strategic? How do I make it part of my job so it doesn't feel like an afterthought? Well, uh, so let's talk about metrics, right? What are people measured on? Because especially in sales, we know this. If you're measured on a certain thing, uh, incented by it, you'll probably focus on it. I don't think sales leaders right now are measured. It's not part of their uh, primary responsibility to say, listen, you are responsible for figuring out how we are going to use technology ourselves as a strategic advantage. Until that happens, eh, they're, they're going to do the same thing we've always done in sales. They're just going to focus on, you know, putting in the screws, saying, hey, what's going on with this deal? In-person meetings, right? Hey, come on in here. Let's chat for a minute. What, what's going on with ABC deal? What's going on with this deal? Huge, huge, huge waste of time. You should already know what's going on with that deal because it should be available in your CRM. And there's a reason why it's not, which I'm sure we're going to go into. <laughs> All right. So. CRM is the first tool, right? And, and I'm, I'm purposely, unless you want to take it, so I'm going to purposely try to avoid falling into the tool trap because there are so many tools we could talk about everything, right? But yes. I think we're really circling the wagon something, on something here because you just use a, a metaphor. And I don't even know if you meant to use it. We said, you know, we're turning the screws, right? Mm -hmm. There are a lot of ways to turn a screw, isn't there? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I could use this quarter. Yeah. I could use a screwdriver. Yeah. I could use, you a, could use a ratchet. Screwdriver. Yes. A ratchet, right? So yeah. are those not all tools? They are. They are. And that's interesting because I've, I've thought about it from that perspective before, because I actually built my own house uh, a while Man. ago, my nice. own cabin. And so I love power tools. I love tools. And so I think, I you know, right. It doesn't, it doesn't really look like I would, right. You wouldn't put that on me, but I do. So you think about a saw, right? Uh, there are tons of saws. There's a Japanese saw. There's a pancake saw. There's a uh, sawzall. There's a, um, uh, there's a, uh, there's a chop saw. There's a hacksaw. table saw. There's hacksaw. a hacksaw. That's yeah. right. Um, there's a um, circular saw and you use them for different things. So when people talk to me and they say, well, what kind of tools should we get? Well, I wouldn't say we'll get a saw because that's not going to help. It's a, and so it's very hard to advise people about it. anyway. So that's where that's where, as far as I'll go with that analogy. But this is why this is exactly where I wanted to go, because the very first question a few minutes ago was, you know, should we be looking at this as technology? And I'm trying to take you somewhere, right? Yeah, okay. I, think yep. the, I think the reason, I want to make a statement rather than ask a question, I want you to pontificate on it. I think the reason that many of these sales leaders struggle at making this strategic is, and you guys aren't going to like this, is they don't understand the processes at which they're working, so they don't even know what they're trying to fix, right? It, That's hundreds so of true. People, hundreds of people were turning a screw with a, with a, with a quarter, right? And one smart person said, wait a minute, I'm not supposed to turn the screw. I'm supposed to turn 500 screws. I need those 500 screws turned in 20 minutes. And oh, by the way, I need six people doing it at the same time. This doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right? And to further that analogy, um, it's not that six people are using a quarter to, to screw something in. It said somebody over here is using a quarter and somebody over here is using a screwdriver. And, you know, people just they use things the way they want to use things. 
what we what we think of is that is we have CRM, that's our sales tool, that's our foundation, that's our platform, that's what we need and how people use it, that's kind of up to them. But CRM, it's like saying, uh, I don't know, it's just like saying we've, we've, we've got our screwdrivers and our saws and so that's all we need. It's not all you need. You've got to make sure that you've got the blueprints, you've got to make sure that you are using the right tool for the job. But that you means you have to understand the what the job is. Yes! You've got to <laughs> understand the job. Yes. That, boom! Yes. <laughs> that, I think that is so over, um, not over, that is so missed, right? That's the, that's the no yes. overlooked. It's so yes. overlooked. Everybody runs all around and no one's talking about that right in the middle. And if what you is don't. The job? What's the job? Yeah, what's the job? What I, actually, I posted that on LinkedIn. It was just a quick not an article, just a quick post. And I said, what do, fill in the blank. And what do you want? Fill in the blank. I want, or I need our uh, sales managers, sales people, sales ops, whatever, to do what? What do you need technology to help them do? And I didn't get a whole lot of responses. I got maybe 20, 25 responses, but that's the key question. But they don't necessarily know because they're busy you know selling. Why? Okay, do you know why? Um, do it again, let's make this an experiment, okay? okay. Do it again, but, but put it in categories. When it comes to prospecting, I need my people too. Yes, When it comes yes. to reporting, I need my people too. When it yes. comes to engaging clients, I need people too. When it comes to commissions, I need my people too, right? Because that was now so broad, right? That was yeah. so broad, I don't think people knew where to go. But the main thing is And that was sort, of, go, sort of part of the part of the point there was I wanted okay. to kind of make it broad to show that, hey, it's where do you start? But I'm so glad you talked about the categories because um, earlier you mentioned the categories of tools. And I don't think that's how people should look at things. I think it's exactly what you just said. They should look at things in terms of the category of function or type of activity I'm trying to do. And yet we've always had to look at tools in terms of categories because you have to kind of put it in context and immediately help people understand what that tool does. I've been wanting to figure out how not to do that because nobody says, oh, I need a sales enablement solution. No, they say I need for my salespeople to spend less time looking for the content that's going to help them be relevant and, and get through to the prospect. That's what they say. It Perfect. Perfect. I mean, if you could, I mean, I don't, I know some of the services you put forth, but I just, you could probably make a whole new service by just evaluating process issues in an organization. And then some, okay, these areas you can improve by using tools. Like I could imagine a one day, five day, one month evaluation thing where you went and say, okay, I looked at your sales enablement, sales operations, prospecting, da, 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 da. And it's okay. These are the areas you could win. Cause what we're talking about is here we go, everybody business process improvement this is what we're talking yep. about so we'll call it sales yep. process improvement business has been spending money and millions and billions of dollars for years paying consulting companies to come in and tell them where they can improve process and drop tools in yes this is this is what we're talking about here okay and in in terms of paying management consulting firms tons of money to come in and help them with that. I just heard one of them, maybe I won't say who it is because it doesn't matter, but a big, big name in the, in the management consulting business at a conference. And they presented that 
the era of productivity is now behind us like done you know that's done we're good we're done with the productivity thing we've we've wrung everything we can out of the productivity initiatives and they use the point that the amount of time pe salespeople spend selling has actually gone down in yes, recent years yeah, to 35 yeah. percent Mm -hmm. And I said, I called bullshit on that because I said, that's precisely why the era of productivity is not yet behind us because we in reality haven't done squat to help salespeople with their productivity. Um, and I, I, I want to come back to that, but you said, hey, Nancy, you could probably make a whole business or practice out of, you know, categorizing processes. And I've done that and I actually have a document I've, I've created two models that anyone that's listening can can ask me for, um, and I will give them to them. Basically, it's the hierarchy of revenue needs. What Ooh, do you need? Order, in the sales world, I like that. <laughs> in order to improve revenue, right? We're get, getting back to how can I sell more and sell faster, do it in less time. So that's the hierarchy of revenue needs. Well, aside from a product, which we will just assume the next thing you need is to know who you need to sell it to. So that means I don't want to waste my time selling it on prospects that don't meet my ideal customer profile. So how do I filter those out? Um, I, I know who I need to sell to. How can I find out who are those people at certain companies? How can I um, find out who they're, what their phone number and their contact information is? There's a whole bunch of things that fit under that category. So that's the most basic level. The next level is once I know that and we've nailed that as a company, then how do I get them to actually engage with us? So it's one thing to know, hey, I need to sell to this guy, Keenan. He's my ideal customer profile. I've got his phone number. I know how to reach him. I've sent him some emails. He's not responding. How He's do I get him to app. engage? He's, He's a pain Yeah, You get him to engage, said, you're a good <laughs> ship, ship him a nice set of Beats headphones and you're in the door, you know, you're good to go. <laughs> so there's a lot of tools that can help you with that, but it's not just one category. So how to get him to engage, that's that, includes a lot of different types of uh, steps or processes. And so I've outlined what all of those processes are at each level of the hierarchy. By the way, the next level is how do I differentiate? How do I convey value uh, above and beyond what my competitors are offering and above and beyond the status quo to get them off the dime? So there's solutions that help you do that. The next level up the hierarchy is how do I close? And then finally, self-actualization, if you will, Maslow's hierarchy of needs yeah. is how do I get now that they bought, how do I get them to buy again and how do I get them to buy more? So and that's the hierarchy of, of needs. And for each of these hierarchies that you've created, you have associated or you can show people what tools are in the marketplace that help you with each of those stages. Yes. Yes. Okay, but Nancy, before that you the, get there. Yeah. Okay. So everybody listen up. You need to go to smartsellingtools.com. You need to get on her mailing list, Nancy Narden, and get engaged here because she has done all the homework for you. The ability for you to dissect and break down all of those stages of your sales process or your selling um, process and then have the tools that can help you increase efficiency and effectiveness in each of those is gold, is gold. Well, I'm glad you think so because I've worked hard to put it together. And the reason I do is because I I want I want to 
offer practical things. It's great to pontificate on the market. It's great to put together a, a landscape of all the different logos out there and categorize them into buckets, but it doesn't really help a lot. It's interesting. Um, so I put a lot of work into it for that reason. If I'm in your shoes, I need help. So the first step is to use the hierarchy and circle all of the different options that I have under each hierarchy level to say, yes, we're having issues with this. We need improvement here. We need improvement here. We need improvement here. Then you can identify which level to focus on. But then what do you do? So then the next step is to look at my second model, which is the uh, sales stack maturity model. And I have categorized tools based on the hierarchy uh, according to jujitsu belt levels. So you've got white, blue, where I know, I know nothing about jujitsu. Well, I mean, I don't know how to do it, but anyway, white, blue, brown, purple, and black. Okay. So what, it, what this does is it tells you where you're at in terms of your technology maturity compared to what you need. So compared to the hierarchy of revenue needs. So we've got the levels across the top and we have the hierarchy levels down the side. Okay, so I guess maybe I do that the other way. So um, let's take white belt. So if I'm having issues in terms of getting enough leads and prospects, I, I need help with that. Our whole organization needs help with that. I simply look across the white levels and I, and I see where I'm at. Oh, I guess I'm at white belt level because all I've done is I've given our, our sales reps the ability to search on the internet. I've given them the ability to search on LinkedIn. I'm making them do a lot of work and they're just kind of using basic tools. Um, so, and we've got, obviously we've got web forms. So we're creating some leads we can give to them, but that's what we're giving them. So maybe I better look at what a blue belt technology organization ah. has. So, I should look and see what are the kinds of technologies that they have, or maybe even the brown belt. And then we can see, well, what's our vision? What do we need to, how do we do baby steps so that we can get to the black belt level in this category? Now, is all of this free or is this part of your service? Like if, if I'm a company of, you know, let's say a thousand with a hundred salespeople and I want to call you, is this something I call you and you give me, is it free? Is it on your website? Help me understand how, how is, so I, I feel kind of dumb for this because I don't charge anything for it. Now, I maybe I will at a certain point, but I, I don't charge anything for it. And uh, the thing that scares me is that it is worth a lot. There's a high value there. So I hope people don't associate the fact that it's free with, eh, it can't be that, that valuable. Because to me, it's the only guide out there. There's three steps and that's part of the guide. And there's only three things that you need to do. Not that it's easy, but we step you through it and it's available in that report. So is it a download? Is it a download? It's a, it's a download okay. and it's not on my site yet. So anybody oh. who wants it, anybody who wants it has to send me an email to Nancy at Smart Selling Tools. We'll have it on the site soon though. So okay. anyone Nancy who smart to selling recording tools. Lady, later. Right. Yeah. Tools. Okay, this is dope. So now I got to, okay, Nancy, as you were describing this, I couldn't help but think, about these things, right? And does this tool also call out associated problems or, or we'll call them symptoms of a negative or poor performing workspace? So I can say, not only yeah. do you say this thing, but it's sort of like, okay, you know you're not here because are you having this problem, this problem, do you lay out the problems too? Or do uh, I self-diagnose? 
so here's what I do. I don't lay out the problems. I started doing that, but I, it can get really complicated and I'm trying to keep it simple. So in a sense, it's problems. So I could say, hey, um, here's the symptoms that will tell you how you know that you don't have the best prospect list. And I've done yeah, some yeah. of that work, but it gets like, okay. like I said, there's so many factors. So instead what I've done is said, look, if you have an issue of who do you sell to, these circle the things that are holding you back. So maybe it's that I don't have an ability to build prospect lists or that I don't yeah. have a way to determine who my ideal customer profile is based on actual results of who we've sold to in the past or that I don't have, I have a, a low to, conversion rate or right a low exactly, conversion rate. Yes, I, yes. I have, yeah, those type of things you can tell me Okay, I think there's a lot of room for you. I mean, look, you've done amazing work already, but there's a lot of room here for you to do a lot of uh, benchmarking and yeah, help yeah, people understand where they sit. There is. Nancy, you're there sitting is. on a gold mine. You're sitting on a gold mine. Well, thank you. Nah, I just yeah, got to figure out how to, how to continue to mine that. Well, you're I'm, doing great I'm, work. To be honest, I'm, just, I'm focused on just providing some good resources that's going to really actually help the market and not that there aren't others out there. I mean, um, but that's what my, my goal is. Um, and we do monetize our business. So I won't try to fool anyone. I mean, we do monetize our business, but we don't make the practitioners pay for it. Instead, we make our, uh, earn our living working with solution providers. Cause to be quite honest, they don't get it. A lot of times they don't understand, um, that to sell to a sales leader is completely different than selling to a marketing person. Um, or they may understand it, but they just don't know what to do about it. So mm -hmm. that's how we monetize that side of the business. Okay. So let's, let's build on this a little more, right? Look, the, how important is it? Cause I love this space and I just keep wanting to talk, but you're the expert. So I'm going to keep you asked the questions. How important is it that sales leaders, so from the CRO all the way down to at least even the manager have a, have control and have a commitment. Have, let's go with that. Have a commitment to leveraging tools to create a, a world-class sales organization. And can you even be a world-class organization anymore without the tools? I think uh, not, but the reason is not because of technology. Again, the reason is because you can't get there oh, without something wait, to help you automate. I don't know. I don't know. Can you stop it over? Because I didn't hear you. And just in case of the recording, I think I lost you. So. Okay. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Yep. Yep. Okay. So, so um, they can't get there without technology. And again, the reason. Are you all right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, can you I'm, hear me? I can okay. hear you perfectly. So, so the reason isn't because of the technology itself. It's that you can't physically get there without automating certain things. And to automate, you need technology. So just as an example, let's. I, I like to use the uh, lean manufacturing and just the manufacturing world as an analogy. Yeah. And in manufacturing, you know, sure, you could have people, you know, just doing widgets by hand and then going and fetching the materials that they need along the way. Um, and you could get the job done. You could have, you could out, you could produce widgets. Um, well, we're manufacturing revenue. Ooh. And just like in, in a real manufacturing job um, where you've, you've got to automate that sucker or else you're going to have a low, you know, low capacity or low, low output. And same is true in the sales world. If we don't automate it, then 
we're going to end up wasting a lot of time, which in lean manufacturing world is called MUDA, M-U-D-A. So in sales, we have a lot of MUDA in our sales processes. <laughs> Think about, I mean, just that example I, I gave you before, which is, hey, you know, Nancy, come on in to my office. Tell me what's going on with this account. Huge waste of time for both people because you should already know what's going on in that account. And then therefore our conversation can be, hey, I noticed that this is going on and I've got some ideas for you. Why are we not spending time doing that when instead we're spending time just bringing each other up to date? So that's one example of w wasted effort. Wow. I so no, you can't get there from here without technology. I absolutely love that comparison. Thus the, the, the black belt, orange belt, because lean manufacturing does the belt, uh, what's it called, uh, GE's thing. Um, yeah, it's- oh, um, what's it called? Help me, Sigma? someone put that in there. Six, six it's Sigma, lean. thank you, Six Sigma. Yeah, thank you, Six yeah, Sigma. Six Sigma. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much, way to go, Keith. Yeah. So yeah, so, so I love that comparison, and I absolutely love how you yeah. say that they're trying to manufacture products, we're trying to manufacture revenue, and we've gotta get the Muda out of it. That is fantastic, mm -hmm. spot on. Well, okay. Can I give you an example of where that comes into play? Absolutely. So as an example, when you're a white belt, you typically don't have CRM yet. It's usually younger companies. You're just doing it by brute force. When you go to a blue belt is when you typically get a CRM system. And actually, that's when your efficiency actually goes down. So think about it. When you get a CRM technology in place, your efficiency goes down because CRM is not a productivity tool. It's a management tool. And a data it's tool. A, it's a data tool. It's the single source of uh, uh, system of record. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you need that. And you need a nice, easy way to access that and to input the data, et cetera. But to make people use it as their main interface, uh, really sucks up a lot of time. So when you think about that number, I'm spending 35% of my time actually talking to people, to my prospects or engaging with them in some way. What am I doing the other 65%? I'm not on you know Facebook or shopping on Amazon. I'm doing crap work. Mm -hmm. I'm having to log in the conversation I just had and I don't have an easy way to do that. Why? CRM came out 30 years ago. Why do we still not have an easy way to do that? Um, so as an example, what? Yeah, why well, we? when we are coming out with tools. So as an example, one type of tool would be a called disposition tool for field sales reps who who can be on their phone. And after it's done, you know, you just go through a you know, you just go through a question and answer and you go, uh, who what level of person did you meet with? You know, yep. decision maker or VP. Um, here's the person. Was there anyone else in the room? Yes. You know, you just it's like being at a McDonald's and just put, punching in the, the data you need. Mm -hmm. But to have to ask people to do it in an unstructured way, to log into their Salesforce, to find the right contact record, to find where the activity button is, to uh, to then guess at what your manager is going to want you to input. No, you're you're not. You're never going to survive if you're doing it that way. So what comes after blue belt? So you talk about going from white belt to brute force, no CRM. Basically, you got a bunch of Excel spreadsheets. Now you're blue belt. I'm assuming you have a CRM of some sort, maybe a couple of other tools. Where did, where did you go from blue belt? So on blue belt, you go to brown belt. I'm just calling up a little, my, my little cheat sheet here, because as you can imagine, there's lots of information. Um, all right. So 
for instance, we, we talked about the first level of prospecting and knowing who to sell to. So a blue belt would be, hey, give me some sales intelligence tools. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's LinkedIn Navigator, which I, I think has actually gone away quietly now because um, I was a, a, a user of it and now it's no longer an option. So that's kind of weird. But it might also be an invention or an inside view. Some provider that's going to give me intelligence on uh, the industry, on uh, the particular company and their structure, on who the people are and how to contact them. So that's sales intelligence. You also might get a, a web clipping tool or a lead clipping tool. So when you're on a site, you can say, hey, I wanna clip this particular lead and a, a system uh, like, a, like a capture by ring lead will actually, cause they've got huge databases and they've got all the secret sauce on the back end. You can be on someone's website and say, I need to clip that as a lead and uh, capture will then produce, okay, what's their job title? What's their email? Um, what's their domain name? And provide all the information and transport it into your CRM system. Okay, so. All right. So that's blue belt. Purple Mr. belt would be. Okay, purple belt, yep. Okay, so purple belt would be things like predictive lead scoring. So now I don't want to just manually find this information. I want the system of record to tell me who I should focus on. And that's where sale, predictive lead scoring comes in because they can, it can mine all of the data, all the closed deals. It can figure out what industries they were in, what company size, all the different things that go into the pot to determine who is the best person out of all the leads you have right now to call for you to get on the phone and contact. So, right, you can see we're going up in yeah, level of yeah, sophistication. Yeah, absolutely, totally. Totally. So if someone, all right, people, if, if you have not already, write this down in your car, if you're listening on iTunes, if you're watching here on YouTube, hit pause and send Nancy an email, nancy at sellingtools.com and request this hierarchy. Smart selling tools. God, smart selling tools. I was just, <laughs> I'm staring right at Penis, how long have you known me? Jesus. I'm staring at this is at selling tools. But the crazy, yes. Nancy smart selling, selling tools. Smart, that's what's throwing me off. That's what it is. I'm looking at your Twitter handle and I keep thinking that's going to be your email. Okay, address. fair enough. Fair yes, enough. Because I'm staring right at it. Sorry. Yes. Fair okay. Enough. Smart selling tools. I will stop looking yeah. at her little Twitter handle here. It's messing me up. But yes. As a to dumb selling tools. Yes. Send that to her. You need this. I'm going to send an email to her and I probably email her once a week, but I want this thing. I love it. So, if anybody has questions, please jump in. We'll get your questions answered. We've got about, oh, five or six minutes because Nancy has to go. Um, and we, Blab was a pain in the butt to get going. But um, Nancy, this is fantastic. So what I'm sensing here is we are in the, infant, the infancy stage. Like, it seems to me that in addition to moving up this, this stack or moving up this hierarchy of needs requires uh, the sales organization and the ops or the enablement team to really have processes in place that allow them to do a couple of things. Assess how the team is executing, identify where they are in this, assess or analyze the tools, evaluate the tools they have, and help with the implementation. It seems that the more you go up this, the bigger, more work you have, yes? Yes. 
That's it, exactly. And so many companies don't have the resources for that. So remember when you started out the session here today, you asked me, you know, where we're at in the market. And I said, it depends if you're a vendor or if you're, a, you know, an end user. Mm -hmm. And that's because the vendors think we're so much further along than we really are. Um, and it's because they, you know, they're dealing with companies who are the, uh, you know, first across the chasm, you know, they're the, the leading um, com larger companies who have more resources and more money to spend. So they start to kind of believe that, hey, this is everyone should be using this. This is great stuff. But no, we're not there yet because still a lot of it requires way too much administration and resources and understanding. We just don't have that, nor do we have the mandate in many cases. It feels like the, it feels like a prerequisite to college, right? When I was in college, I couldn't take history of the, you know, the Renaissance area until I had taken history of the world, you know, level one, right? It sort of feels like that. I can't be starting to buy these yeah. products until I've really set up these products, right? Is that a fair statement? Yes, that's definitely a fair statement. Interesting. Yep. So what have I missed? Like, as you sit here and you think about this, and in the last few minutes, when you know that a VP of sales or, or a sales leader sitting here thinking about a sales organization, what haven't we covered? What do you think they need to know as they try to go into their sales organization and maximize its effectiveness and efficiency? I think, I think we've covered some of it. I'll just maybe rephrase it because what they need to know and really do is think about it you know, I said the hierarchy of revenue needs starting at the bottom, but you could also start at the top and say, in the end, what do we need to accomplish? Well, we need to improve our sales performance. So what's getting in the way of that? And you, you know, you're going to be thinking all kinds of things that are getting in the way of that. So if you can figure out a way to group it and not just think about what you as a sales manager need, that, that, that's the worst mistake that I see everybody making. And it's because the managers are the ones that make the decisions, they hold the budget, they know what they need and everyone does a what's in it for me thing. So don't just focus on what you need as a manager, which is what CRM is great for. Mm -hmm. It does sort of help salespeople keep track or it helps them manually input all the activities they have to do doesn't help facilitate doing those activities much at all. Mm -hmm. In fact, it doesn't help salespeople do their job faster and easier. That's the key to productivity gains. And that's why that big man, you know, um, um, uh, um, company that does um, consulting was saying, oh, we're way beyond the productivity. No, we're not. We haven't even started with that yet. Um, so look at things that are going to actually help your salespeople. If they're only spending 35% of their time selling, what are they spending the other 65% of their time doing? Then start to systematically eliminate or shorten the amount of time it takes to do those things. And in order to do that, a lot of times you have to align marketing and sales. We're still not aligning marketing and mm -hmm. sales. You want them to send an email to every single lead that you just brought back from a trade show when 50% of those leads don't even meet your ideal customer profile, that's, that's a huge waste of effort. Mm -hmm. um, because guess what? Then you start hearing back from them. I mean, it just, it just gets out of control. So pull back, think about all the things they're spending time on, and then figure out a way 
think start thinking about a roadmap, a blueprint for how do we start to eliminate those things. All right, that I really like that. And now, figures right right at the short end of this, everybody's got a bunch of questions, so we'll try to get a couple in, and then you break okay. us when you've got. I got to go. So, okay. uh, can you suggest a good tool for building buyer personas? Uh, well, that would be a predictive lead scoring tool because that's the kind of, I mean, you could phys, you could manually go through your CRM and do a win-loss analysis. So that's one way. Win-loss analysis, is a, so that's another tool, predictive lead scoring, because they will do that win-loss analysis for you. Or you can get a solution like an Altify that does um, win-loss analysis uh, specifically, and then we'll highlight all those. Altify? Altify, A-L-T. Okay. Yeah, like an altimeter, you know, you want to altify your performance. Um, it used to be Taz Group. They changed the name recently. Oh, okay, Taz Group. Okay, got it. I know Taz Group. Okay, mm -hmm. so Altify. Revagee's another, yeah, Revagee's another one that will do that. Membrane's another one that will do that. Okay, so Membrane, Revagee, and Altify. There you go. There's three. Uh, Bahart, I hope I got that right. Bahart, thank you, brother. Okay, we have another one. Um, I get the... This is kind of long, so bear with me. I get the tools are needed, no doubt, but there is a lot of focus on tools being the solution. But how do you know if the problem with the process is the tools or lack thereof or the people? Isn't there a danger of using two tools to scale crap? Absolutely. Absolutely. I hear Great about companies question, that have... Yeah, yeah, real good question. So I hear, you know, people are using 20 tools at a time. And that's because they said, Oh, this tool looks cool. You know, remember when I said sales leaders are always sort of looking for tools, that means that if somebody happens to point it out to them, they go, Oh, that's kind of cool. And all of a sudden, you end up with a patchwork, uh, you know, yeah, group of yeah, tools. Yeah, so, yeah. so that makes, makes no sense. The other element I think to that is, um, I think they, they asked if, let me move this out of the way. Um, but how do you know if the problem is the tool? Okay. Or the so, person, yeah. or the person. Yeah. So a lot of people think, okay, that tool you just showed me, that looks kind of neat, but can I just use my CRM for that? So here's the point with that. People assume that the reason why they are not getting the productivity gains that they need, or the reason that they are not, you know, salespeople aren't using it is that they haven't set it up right yet. So in other words, it's our fault. If we just spend a little more time and we customize it and we put more resources in it, we can get everything we need out of our CRM. Oof, no. And to that, I say no, no. no. And okay, well, maybe you could if you had a hell of a lot of money. And so therefore you could customize it like crazy and bring in a whole bunch of tools that you can't tell are different tools. Yes, you can do that. Most people don't have that ability. And I'm not sure it's a good use of time anyway. So I'm really big on, and I'm going to be writing an article, I'm releasing it soon, about that we're really po poised for a disruption in the CRM market because for a lot of reasons. But yep. one is because CRM is needed, but don't make people use it as a main interface. It slows people down. If you've got an SDR group, you've got an inside sales group, how are they supposed to keep track of who should they call next? You know, queue up the next calls, understand what the follow-up is. If you if you connect with 40 people in a day, then guess what? Tomorrow you've got to connect with another 40, plus you've got to do the follow-up yeah. for that 40. Yeah. So yeah. it's just exponential. Yeah. CRM does nothing to help you with that. So we've got to start to looking to look at specialized tools that you use. Don't insist people use 
tools within your CRM. Make that data talk to your CRM. Make sure that all of that's in there, but don't don't arrive at that by having them enter it physically. I think the irony is what you're saying, and, and then we'll wrap up here because I know you have to go. Here's the irony. Is I got to go. A, a, a CRM is really a database. It's really all it's it is. A data, it's a it's database. It's a database. And here's the irony. It's a database. Is, there's no other functional group to my knowledge that works in the database. Right? <laughs> Not yeah, works in the exactly. database. So I think it's off the Yes, yes. Now, a very important one because, no you know, like I love Sales, my CRM. Salesforce has made it great. It's secure. Uh, you know, Microsoft, same thing. You've got a nice, secure thing in the cloud. You've got a way to have a system of record. Yeah. They want to own that system of record so they can start to get more and more revenue on top of it. But I'm saying you don't necessarily need to give them more revenue and make the, you know, give, yeah. give these specialized solutions the revenue yeah. and have it talk to the CRM. So I agree. So with that, my my take on everything here is, listen, folks, go to Nancy's smartsellingtools.com, reach out to her. Um, My two cents in all this is focus on the problems, focus on the process, start work in your business. I mean, or work on your business, look at what the problems are, understand your processes, understand your workloads and get with people and watch how they do it. And then once you watch how they do it, ask yourself through Nancy's hierarchy of uh, sales needs. What tool can I put in place to make this go differently? And that's how you really need to be. So Nancy, with, with that being said, I want to thank you so much. This is a fantastic show. If anybody is investing in tools, you need, you need to listen to this again. Take this to inside your organization, build a plan, get her, her sales framework, our tool framework, and drive it out. Because as she said, we have an obligation to sales leaders to create efficiency and effectiveness in our goal to drive or build revenue. And if we're not doing that, we're not doing our job. Salespeople sell, we gotta get the obstacles out of the way and make it easier for them to sell. So that thank you so much, Nancy. Thank you, thank you. Thanks, Kenan. Love you, brother. Love you too. Give you a big hug soon. Kiki, anything else we need to share with people, anything? Um, so I dropped a link for Nancy's seminar, which she's hopping on now. So if you want to see more of her, she's there. And then um, also some more information on our show in two weeks. We have Kian McLaughlin, June 2nd at 1 p.m. Eastern to talk about his new book, Rebirth of a Salesman. Yes, Rebirth of a Salesman. You want to be here for that two weeks from today, seeing um, seeing McLaughlin. Uh, and also, folks, if you're listening on iTunes, please give us a review. Tell us what you think. Give us one star, five stars. I don't care if you're on YouTube. Subscribe so you know they're coming. And always, thank you very much, people. Kiki, thank you. Until next time, peace. I'm out. Yeah, to the next episode.